ये हो जाएगा Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber, and you're Archie Harrison. Archie Harrison, something Windsor, Mountbatten, Mountbatten, Windsor, Mountbatten, just Mountbatten. That's great Windsor, because she's not giving him a royal title. Master They're not Archie, giving him. Master Archie is such a good. It's so good. It's so good. But I think it's just funny that we're all like Riverdale <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's like, well, <laughs> listen up. It's not like um, she named a- him Oprah, you know, and we're all like, Oprah, come on. Anyways, the baby's name is Archibald, is Archie Harrison. Harrison sounds like Harry's son. I also love that um, every time we talk about British last names, and all that stuff, we forget everything we've learned in the past so that people f- who have told us the right answers to what their last names are, et cetera, mm-hmm. text us uh, like Joe and are like, I cannot believe you've forgotten everything. Well, Joe, Dr. Joe was mad at us because they Rightfully. came to our uh, royal baby thing. And honestly, I'm so sorry, Joe. I honestly, I don't remember what they said the whole time. Like but that like, whole event was such of like a blur because it was at 5 a.m. But also I feel like people don't really know what their last name is because some people say it's Windsor, but then it's also Mountbatten, which is like that, which is a German no, last name. came out of nowhere. All of a sudden people are like, no, their name is Mountbatten. And it's like, excuse you? No one was including a Mountbatten in the child narrative. It's Mountbatten. It's Mountbatten. And it's, it's also Mount- Windsor. And it's also, I don't fucking know. And I will never know. And I don't even think this kid needs an, a last name. Speaking of children, I want to talk about this Us Weekly story. Filed to OMG. Bachelorette Hannah Brown suitor Mateo Velez, 25, has fathered 114 children as a sperm donor. I did not read this entire story, but I did read the lead, which reads, So fertile. <laughs> One of I the mean, Bachelorette star Hannah Brown suitors is a very active sperm donor. Is That's this just like in his because bio. they released all they of released the Bachelor the bios. bios? That's mm-hmm. a way more fun fact than so many of them, I will say. He just, he's a management consultant from Atlanta, and he describes himself as a sperm donor, quote, on the side. In fact, according to his bio, he's helped create 114 children for all types of families. So kind. I mean, honestly, it's wild that we pay men to jerk off and then it's charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's doing good. Yeah. He's a do-gooder. As you all know, or some of you maybe don't know, this is our weekly call-in show, Who's There?, where we accept your calls, questions, comments, concerns, and we play them and respond to them sometimes on the podcast. We usually begin with commentary, so let's start there, because we got plenty of it. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby, second-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, I am your uh, self-appointed resident art world correspondent and I'm writing a dissertation on the kind of campy performance so I had to call in when you guys asked for calls about camp um well as you guys said like camp is all about celebration of extravagance and like taking a a playful pleasure and artifice I always understand it as like a as primarily a reading strategy or a way of approaching the world rather than a property of any one thing so, like, there are definitely people out there who are watching, say, When Calls the Heart, seriously, right? They're, like, thinking of it as a kind of 
tale of, I don't know, like coal mining, whatever. I don't watch it, but I'm just using an example. Um, and then while others, like you guys are more joyfully reading it as this absurd over the top thing. Uh, I guess what I'm saying, you know, as, as the expert of sorts is that your particular way of reading popular culture really takes pleasure in humor and artifice. And that is peak camp. So this podcast is camp, first of all. And great news, you guys should have been invited to the Met Gala, and I consider that a real injustice. Crunch, crunch, good form, Bella Thorne. Camp is earnest sincerity in service of the ludicrous or the ridiculous. Catherine McPhee saying, hi, my gay boys is camp. Good form, Bella Thorne, bye. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. So I just listened to you guys' episode, and I have to say, you guys were like, what's camp? What's camp? And as someone who studies queer culture for a living, I got to say, Lindsay joking about all of those things being camp is extremely camp. That's all. Crunch, crunch. Great things we learned, which is, number one, that we're camp. I knew we were. Also that we have extremely intelligent and well-read hooligans on queer culture. That's great to know. And, you know, everything is camp. Nothing is camp. I think after watching the Met Gala and literally suffering through everyone being like, camp, that's not, it is. (laughs) No, it is one of those things where the entire performance of watching the Met Gala and the Met Gala itself felt like, a performance piece mm-hmm. it was two levels which is usually we watch these things and we're like is what they're wearing good or bad or whatever mm-hmm. like however you define good or bad let's just say but this time we were good like or bad is it good or bad is it camp is it not camp if it's bad does that make a camp if it's good does that make a camp what does good or bad mean and now like my brain explode you know yeah so it became a, another level of watching it which I felt was awesome and I'm like so happy that it was successful in that way the only other thing I'll say about the Met Gala is that the worst dressed were Carly Kloss and Jared Kushner not even Jared Kushner the other Kushner which Kushner Justin Jeremy Justin no it's no, not it's Justin not or Justin. Jeremy uh, it's like um, it's like the guy Joshua who, the guy Joshua who owns Kushner. Oscar health <laughs> Joshua Kushner and Carly Kloss were the worst dressed at the Met Gala. Absolutely. They were bad. He was probably the worst because she was at least wearing a design that made sense for the because like they did a thing with Dapper Dan. Remember, Mm -hmm. it it was like part of his line that he's doing with Gucci or whatever. So it was bad, but it made sense somewhat. His was like truly made no sense was bland as hell. I mean, he was he was terrible. Even Patrick Schwarzenegger, I was sort of like camp because it was so terrible yeah yeah you showed up in jeans that's camp Well, that was what was so meta was like anyone whose outfit you didn't like you were like but is it camp like maybe because i hate it so much the the only people that were truly not doing it were the people who didn't have anything to say you had nothing to say about it like imagine coming to the met gala in jeans that's camp that's camp wow it's gotta be schwarzenegger a camp icon maybe bangs on the door of a queer studies professor at like Columbia and I'm like oh, shows wow. a picture of Patrick Schwarzenegger and jeans. Is this camp? It was Please. so fun because I think 
so many people didn't know what camp was. Mm -hmm. And then the people who did didn't know what camp was. And then the people who even know more didn't know. And then so it just became this like clusterfuck of celebrities dressed as chandeliers and hamburgers. Sorry, that was just Katy Perry. And like everything, you know? She's camp. Katy Perry is camp. Whipped cream shooting out of the bra is camp. Fireworks shooting out of the bra is camp. She did it twice. Prism, second half, camp. Second half, first half, No, camp. Prism, second first half, half, camp. Second half, not Legend. camp. Yeah. The final thing that I will say that was extremely camp, Donatella Versace's birthday. Can you imagine any, a, more, a campier experience than being at Donatella's birthday party at the top of the standard after the Met Gala? I can't. Anyway, Donatella was there. There's a video posted by Christian Siriano on his Instagram story of Lizzo standing on some sort of thing elevated in front of everyone. Everyone's all eyes on Lizzo. How could you have your eyes off Lizzo? She's holding a mic, about to sing happy birthday to Donatella Versace. And at like we are in literally meme structure. Ha! <laughs> Lizzo says, ha! And who takes over? Rita Ora starts singing happy birthday <laughs> in her stead. Let's play the audio here because it is maybe the most iconic thing she's done ha. in ages. Ha! <laughs> Also, we're going to stop talking about camp next week. No more camp talk. Yeah, sorry. It's not funny anymore. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Short time, short time. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Lily Collins um, and how she's kind of crazy and was, like, talking about ghosts in interviews. Um, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree because her dad, famously Phil Collins, um, is obsessed with the Alamo because one time when he was, like, on tour in San Antonio, he went to a psychic, and the psychic told him that he was the reincarnation of Jim Bowie or just, like, some guy at the Alamo. So he started, like, collecting Alamo memorabilia, and he has the world's largest private collection of Alamo memorabilia. Um, and he, like, donated all of his – like, he had so much at one point a few years ago that he, like, donated it all to the actual Alamo because, like, the state of Texas didn't actually own any of the Alamo memorabilia because Phil Collins was hoarding it all. And then they passed a resolution in the legislature that was like, oh, Phil Collins is now an honorary Texan. Like, they legally passed a resolution that, like, made him legally an honorary Texan. So the fact that she was talking about ghosts is not that weird compared to the fact that her dad is, like, obsessed with the Alamo because he thinks he died there. Okay, bye. Bobby, did you know that Phil (laughs) Collins was a Texan? You're from I, the same hometown as Phil Collins. Now. I did. I did not know that, and I honestly couldn't feel it coming in the air tonight. That was really unpredictable. To How me. many times are you going to make the same joke about the one Phil Collins? I can only. Week? I can only do it one more time. Like this is the last episode I can do this. So I told this story last night because we were with some friends, and I was like, "Did anyone know this?" And you didn't know this. I didn't know this. No, not at all. I cannot believe as somebody from San Antonio who didn't know that Phil Collins was like well, the it just number happened. one collector. Of- it happened after I moved. Like, it happened in 2015. All of this stuff. But he had been collecting this stuff for years and years, but then he collected too I'm much of it. friends with Phil Collins. <laughs> I just love that Phil Collins had more Alamo shit than the Alamo. And Texas was like, can we have some? And he was like, I guess. <laughs> you know Texas. what I mean? Texas is like, hey, Englishman, right. do you mind? Our Alamo Museum is empty and everything's a replica. <laughs> Literally like, oh. everything has been sold off and you bought all of it. Can we like have it back? And he That's was gracious. A nice, That's a he nice was gracious. Like, life goal to reconfigure 
a memorabilia collection or whatever. Yeah, no, that's really nice to to, to like repopulate it, and it's it's good for him. It's really nice. The Alamo is extremely stupid. <laughs> um, the Alamo is extreme. Like, I would say, don't get me started, but I'm about to get started. The Alamo is so dumb. Yeah, the Battle of the Alamo was a huge loss. Just read every article. There's been so many articles written called like "Forget the Alamo." It's a really like pathetic thing to be like it's the a, center of your city. No offense. It's a it's a pathetic thing. It's a racist <laughs> thing. It's like it's like truly a nightmare like everyone involved like is very unfairly like deified like William Travis is like they're they're all they're all like kind of scummy people it didn't even do anything so the Alamo they lost the Texans lost they were defending this fort in San Antonio from the Mexican army because they were like hell no we hate Mexicans like the whole the whole foundation of the battle was extremely racist to begin with and um for then they lost then they ended up winning the San Jacinto battle a few days later, but only because they did the coward that like war is stupid to begin with, but they attacked them while they were sleeping. Um, and then the battle for Texas independence wasn't even for like years and years and years. Like the, the Alamo battle was s- such a worthless thing. And the whole line in the sand thing where it's like, d- like that's been in all of the stories that Phil Collins loved as a kid about like how heroic all these men were. The men were not heroic. The men were stupid. They were also extremely rare. Racist. They well, own slaves. Like it was the bad. Alamo. To somebody who doesn't know the story of the Alamo, Failure. it represents some. It it, do, it references yeah, triumph. But no, no, no. Yeah, right. It doesn't represent that at all. It represents like an aesthetic and like this is saying like oh he was watching yeah. Davy Crockett. Oh he was you know it's yeah. just like a cowboy brand. And I never I didn't know the story of the Alamo, but it's just like a name that represents like yeah, it represents like Western like culture. to someone so, like Phil Collins, they see it as like you like being strong and never backing down and like never give up, never surrender sort of shit. But really like so many things, like so many historical things were remembering it wrong and also everyone involved was like a piece of shit. So <laughs> Yeah, right. like so, so like, much of the Alamo actually represents thing. like kind of like toxic nationalism. It's just like bad, but good for Phil Collins for giving the Alamo some good shit because that's what sucks about the Alamo. Most of it is a reconstruction. Like it's it's so fake when you go to the Alamo anyway. I just have to sit, share one, hmm. just one thing. This is what I always think of. <laughs> There's no basement at the Alamo. Wait, what is that from? What is that They're from? They're laughing. From Pee-wee's, oh. Pee-wee's Great Adventure, Pee-wee Herman's Big it. Adventure. They they laugh at him because he's like, I'm going to go in the basement. And he, they're like, there's no never, basement in the Alamo. I heard, and then they I all heard you all reference like, that last <laughs> night, and I've never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No, Are I've never seen it. Are you kidding me? I know. That's fucked up. It is so good. It's so, he literally, the Alamo's like kind of a big part. Of, I have never seen it. Part. It was never, Pee-wee was not a thing when I was little, like, I did not watch Pee Wee. There's no Alamo in the basement. Um, you gotta. Okay, watch next it. call. It's good. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, like, medium time, medium time. So I just had to pause the episode to go look at Ava Max's hair. And yes, it is a wig. And when she posts in the wig, I've done like a deep search. When she posts in the wig, she always has the long side leaning forward. But when she's not wearing the wig, she has it always, like, covered up, kind of like her ear touching her chin or, like, covering one side. And so from what I've seen, she bleached her hair blonde but also has a blonde wig. And so she wears the blonde wig, which is half short, half long. But her actual hair is also bleached blonde but is just short. 
like her real hair is just the short blonde, but her wig hair is the half short, half long. So maybe the cookie story is real, but she's totally fronting with the long, half long, half short. Um, yeah, good for Bella Thorne. Bye. As as is usually the case, the truth is probably somewhere in between the two extremes that we offered. Um, but from what we have from sources and from our own eyes, it, it, it's mostly wig, this creation of haircut. And also, I have to say, this proves it even more. And I don't even know if she if, is Ava Max a hooligan yesterday evening um ava max posted an instagram and it says could you do this in a wig probably not and she's like flipping her hair to which i say have you seen drag race they you can do many things in a wig like a lot of stuff in a wig if it's did the hooligans get at ava max because of our episode i don't we're we're definitely not the first ones being like that's a wig but i we did just bring it up literally last week and this instagram comes out mm-hmm. i'm a little bit sus also, i feel yeah, like we've had influence sure maybe influence the the story could be real and then it, it's it's a hard hairstyle to maintain because it requires it's like it's a hairstyle that truly requires this <laughs> this deep consistency all the time like her hair always has to look like that so of course you'd wear a wig practically it makes sense to wear a wig but she presents it as though it's her real like She's never she's never really lied about it, as far as I can tell. But the way that the story is told, the Im, the implication is that it's real hair. I don't know. It would just be funnier if, like, you know how like Ariana Grande never claimed that mm-hmm. her ponytail was real hair, but now that everyone's like, but now she kind of like flaunts mm-hmm. that it's a hair piece. It's really heavy. It's kind of fun. yeah. And like, she puts it in her like, lyrics so now. Hard to yeah, this thing on my head. It like weighs a hundred pounds. Like it's almost funnier to lean into that or to be um, to deny what is that? There's like a comedy bit where now I'm forgetting, but it's like to have something that's so blatantly a wig, but you're like it's all my hair, like it's all natural, sweetie, and it's like a neon <laughs> green like afro or something. Like that's almost mm-hmm. funnier to. Even to be so kind of obviously we all know mm-hmm. it's a wig it's like kind of funny but this is this weird again in between where like I can't tell whether you actually do want us to think yeah. that it's your real hair but it's so yeah. obvious not your real hair whether or not Ava Max is wearing a wig is still up for debate but you know what's not up for debate how good HelloFresh is <laughs> not my strongest ad transition but I still think it's pretty good HelloFresh makes home cooked meals simple they make it enjoyable and easy and they make deliciousness part of every Week. Lindsay, don't you love HelloFresh? Love it. Here's why I love HelloFresh. It makes conquering the kitchen a reality. I love to cook. HelloFresh takes the biggest hurdle out of cooking, which is going to the grocery store and planning all your meals, which leaves exclusively the fun stuff. It comes with fresh, pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. You spend less time meal planning. They come together in 30 minutes max. They call for less than two pots and pans. So, like, even if you don't have much space... For kitchen stuff, it doesn't matter because you don't need a lot of stuff. And you can choose from classic, veggie, and family with the option to switch between when your tastes change. You don't have to commit to a certain type. You can change it as the seasons change, as your tastes change. It's amazing. And for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Who80. That's a great code, Who80. That is $80 off your first month of HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash Who80. And with that, we can play the next 
I just learned that Regina King's sister is named Raina King, like R-E-I-N-A, which is like, I'm not sure if she's older or younger, but they just took a G off Regina's name and made it Raina's name. And the other funny part about that is that Raina means queen, so it's like Queen King in Spanish. Anyway, didn't know who else to call to talk about this, so... Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. I'm just going to play this clip really fast because this answers a lot of things. <laughs> Regina means, your name means queen, queen right? Yeah. And your sister's name, Reina, also means, means queen. queen. Yeah. What a coincidence. A coincidence. I love that your but name is Queen King. King, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pop to knew what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my father, uh, my mother was his second marriage and he had two girls before. And so when I came, you know, she was hoping for a boy for him. It didn't I, happen. I, and she was going to name me Thomasina. I see. And my dad was like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to work. So he wanted something royal, so Regina, Regina King. And then my sister was a bonus child, a surprise. Yeah. And he couldn't leave her hanging. Right. Exactly. She's Raina. I Royalty love all around. Yes. All around. I love it. Yeah. Two queens. Yeah, two queens. <laughs> yeah. I really think that's extremely sweet. <laughs> Extremely sweet. It's extremely sweet. Also, Thomasina is like, that is a (laughs) no-go. No, thank Her mom was like, are you kidding? I also also find it, I know this is unfair, but I find it very charming when celebrities, it's their real name. Like, it's the name that they were born with. And there was a a story there, not just like, oh, I changed my name to Bob Dylan because (laughs) my last name was like too Jewish or whatever. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Or whatever it is. But like... I I do I appreciate and celebrate when you you continue forth with your real name. Yeah, and Katie Perry. Yeah, Catherine Katie Perry. Hudson. We're talking to you, Catherine Hudson. Even Katie Hudson. <laughs> Just because there's a Kate Hudson doesn't mean there can't be a Katie Hudson. No, there truly can't be though. There You're can't. saying that, You're but right. there can't. No, be. there's only one. As we all know, there's only one Kate Hudson, and she's incredible. <laughs> okay. Wow. There is a Katie Hudson, though, and she's, like, pretty... She's fine. Kate Hudson. She's fine. Katie Hudson is fine. But, come on. Raina King and Regina King, they both mean Queen King, and they're because her dad didn't want there to just be one queen and didn't want her to feel left out. That is Even though the second daughter was a surprise daughter. The second daughter, yeah. The second daughter is younger. The second daughter also tried to be an actor. So I I was trying to look into more a robust history of their family because it sort of seems like they, I mean, they were both uh, child actors, but Raina King, the younger one, was less successful, either less successful or didn't care because she was in a few things. She was in What's Happening Now, the What's Happening spinoff. Then Mm -hmm. she was in Made to Order. Then she was in 227, a couple episodes. Then she was in Mm -hmm. Scrooge as Alfre Woodard's daughter. I hate Scrooge, but I do remember that character. And then she stopped acting, whereas Regina King kept acting and then she won an Oscar this year. But Queen mm-hmm. King, I had to play that call. It's not pegged to anything. It's just so cute. And the way that you found this and called us reminds me, like you came to us. I love when you find something out and you have somewhere to go with it because I also found out a weird thing and I had nowhere to go with it because I'm the place where What's you the weird go thing? with those things. Well, I tweeted it, which was like not satisfying enough, but did you know that... Barry Watson is married to Natalie Wood's daughter. I saw you tweet that. I had no idea. Isn't that That's crazy? That's crazy. And do you know who her ex-boyfriend is? Natalie Wood's daughter's ex? Natalie Wood's daughter's ex-boyfriend is this guy named Josh Evans, who is the son of Allie McGraw and Robert Evans. So literally <gasps> this woman. I know. So she was dating Whoa. another 
kid of tragic like ho- Hollywood figures. Yeah. And then, and I found, I only found this out because this woman, same woman, um, her name is, uh, God, I'm like Natasha Gregson Wagner. So you would really never know she was Natalie Wood's daughter. Um, she used to date this screenwriter who is the guy who was adapting the admission scandal, uh, the the Varsity Blues story. Oh, this that's guy. already being that's already being adapted. Yeah, already so got it's that? being adapted by this guy named D.V. DeVicentis, who's also an actor. So I was like looking at him, and I was reading his Wikipedia, just like like kind of scrolling it, and I realized his ex-wife was Natalie Wood's daughter, and that her current husband was Barry Watson. And I was like, this is a journey that I feel like no one knows this. And he wrote the screenplay to Gross Point Blank. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. What a world. I know. Sorry. It just wrote your journey reminded me of my journey. Yeah, I love it. We're all having these Caller. journeys. If you ever just go on a journey, play it. We got yeah. like, it's like, maybe we'll play that instead of all of the calls we got about panel culture because we got so many calls about panel culture. Didn't play them, listened to them, loved them. <laughs> but this Regina King call blew my mind. No, you're right. I love being being the place people call when they just right. find out a fun fact. That's right. Really and cute. that's a very specific type of information that. I guess you could tweet it and you'd get like some likes or a read, you know, but that, but you, but we're the place that would actually give a shit. And we want to share it. That Regina King's name is King, with, is Queen King. With like-minded pop culture connoisseurs, because these are the type of people who care that Barry Watson is married to Natalie Wood's daughter Can and who believe- care that Regina King's sister's also name is Queen King. <laughs> Natalie Wood's daughter is married to Barry Watson. <laughs> oh, sorry. Barry Watson, remember him, Seventh Heaven? Yeah. He was almost going to be a thing and that uh, didn't work out. My favorite TV show, Who's Brian Who? Who's Brian? What about Brian? What What about about Brian? Brian? Yeah, what about Brian? When your name is Barry, you shouldn't be in a show as someone named Brian because everyone's going to get confused. The whole show was really good. It was called, and they kept being like, what about Brian? What about Brian on Fox Life? Okay, next call. Hi guys, it's Ash in Chicago. Um, Kiefer Sutherland is trying to have a country music career right now and it seems like it's kind of going under the radar. He released a music video and it only has a little over 100,000 views on YouTube as of right now, and it was released like a week ago. Uh, it's not a good song. Uh, he's trying really hard, though. He's trying really hard. I think it would be really cool if he organized a tour. Maybe he could open for Rita Wilson. I feel like that would be a really good, like, mashup of the two of them. And then maybe Melora Hardin could, like, be the dessert. She could, like, come out and do a couple songs at the end. She doesn't seem like she'd be up to like a whole set, but maybe just a few songs or like maybe she could do that with Rita. That'd be fun. Um, if anyone, you know, has the means to put this on, let me know and I, you know, we can coordinate something. Okay. Uh, love you guys. Uh, good for Bella Thorne. Kiefer Sutherland, who were them though? Like, honestly, he's fallen fast. He's fallen, but he's a them. And I think it's a nepotism them. It's a name them. Sutherland is oh, a true. Hollywoody name. I True, don't and think... 24 was such a big show. 24 was when huge. it was on. Uh, 90s them, 2000s them, 2010s. This does not help. Them. This does not help. <laughs> well, this is this is a true peak middle-aged male celebrity where you were like, because Dennis Quaid did this. Bruce um, Willis did this. Bruce Willis did this. Uh, David Hasselhoff did, I mean, to a, to a well, completely different extent. But, you right. know, like where it's like dudes who were hunky 20-somethings grow up and decide wanna that they want to be rock stars or yeah. singers. And 
Kiefer Sutherland did this and it's always the same old story where it's like honestly my first passion was always music blah 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 this so, though is like this is like Trump country music though <laughs> like this is like from two country lovers right this you is, know this is like country yeah this is right. twangy country this is not Casey Musgraves country even though Casey no. Musgraves is authentically country that is not what I'm saying but even though like what's so weird about this is that it's like it, you gotta watch this video it's shot in downtown LA he's like mm-hmm. on a street corner so it's also like he didn't even want to go to the country like he's mm-hmm. in his own country and it's so strange because it's like Heather Sutherland he's playing a Buddy Holly guitar which is strange which, which you know what, what is he, Buddy Holly's guitar what she means there is that the guitar literally says Buddy Holly on but it but you could you know it's Keith Sutherland somehow bought or acquired Buddy Holly's guitar and he's playing it right like that's gotta be it he didn't just make that yeah you're right it's one of those things where it's like rich people embracing their passions which is what we talked about with Rita Wilson and he's like you know what I'm not only am I gonna be a country star I'm gonna buy Buddy Holly's like million dollar guitar or however much it costs and And Bobby pointed this out too it's like the most auto-tuned I've ever heard country music let's play a clip here We shared some drinks and some old times gone by. You can hear the computer. <laughs> like you could hear the, the matrix coming through the other side. No, it's true. insane. You can and, hear it. But I will say that like the chorus is nice. The song no, grew I like on me. The song, the song like grew the on song. me. It's very, it's like riddled with country cliches, which is totally fine. Right. I think that's a genre. It's a genre of music that benefits from from that sort of thing. Yeah. I also feel a little bit torn about like if you were a A-list actor, which I guess he is not, but like whatever, and you want to start a country career, wouldn't you if you weren't like a total egotist, egoist, egotist? Is egotist. it T or no? If you weren't a total egomaniac, thank you. There you go. Um wouldn't you like call your band like the Ramblers? And it's like the secret is that you're in it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's more just like a fun side project that's supposed to kind of like speak for itself. But yeah. the fact that he's literally coming out as like, I'm Kiefer Sutherland, the country star, proves that he a has no sense of humor, which we already knew because he's like kind of a shitty guy in real life. Remember when like, Russell Crowe's band was called? What was it called? Can you guess? No, the Crows. 30 the odd Crows? foot of grunts. That's so that's like hilarious, right? Because that's not catchy. It's not good. It has nothing to do with Russell Crowe. And it's like the surprise where you Russell Crowe just happens to be in the band is like kind of what's charming about that. This is like so fucking self-centered that I hate him for it, you know, because he's like, I want to be a country star. So it's a Keith. It's Kiefer Sutherland, you know? Yeah. Um, I hate it. Dennis Quaid's was called Dennis Quaid's and the Sharks. (laughs) <laughs> fortunately fortunately i just did I, I searched daddy actors in bands and i was like will this get me some results and it did so i got 23 actors who are also in bands and it's on yeah. iheart.com yeah and most of them are young and too too young to support our thesis so i'm going to skip them but right. there's johnny depp remember his hollywood yes. vampires yes of course i do that was a good he had a good lineup weirdly he got a yeah. lot of people to do that with him kevin bacon the bacon brothers Yes. Um, I'm looking for older people because there's a lot of like Michael Sarah, Juliet Lewis. Yeah. Keanu got Reeves, it, got Keanu it. Reeves, Keanu well, Reeves. Well, Juliet Lewis is a great example. She had the licks or whatever. And mm-hmm. that was like, That's, she. Yeah. Yes. they had like legit music. Yeah. Exactly. 
But Bruce Willis, one of Bruce Willis's albums was called "The Return of Bruno," which I always thought was funny. So stupid. No, but I saw I saw this. I put this in the doc. Um, he started in 2002. He launched a small record label. I'm quoting Wikipedia called Ironworks to record and distrib- distribute music by local musicians. And of I was course. like, oh, he kind of started as like a good guy, just like it was a. It's an earnest interest in music, sure. and then it, and then he like helped out other musicians which i find charitable like that's nice of him to do that and then he was like no i want to do this myself so he released his first album in 2015 2016 and it did fine and then he released this one just a couple weeks ago and it's already like in the top 10 in germany (laughs) i mean germany come on never like come on Come on. But I put this in here too because there is another Kiefer Sutherland peg, which is that Kiefer Sutherland has Met Gala drama from last what dec- from, wait, la- he- from earlier in the decade. Did you see this? No. He got in trouble in 2009. I put 2007 here, but it was 2009 because he headbutted a fashion designer of at the Met did. Gala and got he- arrested. He is the fucking, he's a fucking well, He's bad like a known drunk. Guy. He's like a known drunk. He's a known drunk. Also. And do you know why? Did you see why the headbutting happened? Did you read this? No. Because no. the designer bumped into Brooke Shields. So it was an after party after the gala. A designer bumped into Brooke Shields and didn't say, uh, I'm sorry. So he, so headbutted, he headbutted her. the designer. How the dare designer. you bump into Brooke Shields and not say sorry. If I was Brooke Shields, I'd be like, please don't do that on my behalf. The, the theme this that year was the model is muse embodying fashion. I found some good looks from that year. One was Amber Rose and Kanye West together. They both look mm-hmm. adorable. Mm-hmm. So young. Look how young they look. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne Hathaway. I actually we- weirdly remember this look, but just because it was like big hair. Um, Anne Hathaway. It's so funny because they all look so basic compared to like yesterday, but that's oh, just yeah. like what old photos look like. Yeah. Who was his girlfriend? He was there Savon? with Siobhan Who's that? They dated for like four years. She oh. was in media. Some She worked at some like uh, fashion publication for a while, uh, but they um, broke up. The thing about Kiefer Sutherland, though, and con- his country music is like not all country music is Republican, but Kiefer-, Kiefer Sutherland's country music is Republican. Do you know what I mean? It has like very strong Republican energy. I'm sorry. Like I'm no, just it saying. Does. It has Republican you know? energy. Yeah. But I love and this. also, if you told You're... me Kiefer Sutherland voted for Donald Trump, I would believe you. Yeah, of course. He, like, is Donald Trump. Okay. Also, I love that you have this, like, never forget Julia Roberts dumped him three days before their wedding and then flew to Ireland with Jason Patrick is such good Julia Go- Julia it's Roberts. so good. So that led me to reread um, a profile that I'd never, somehow never read before, that when you search for it, like, you see it cited a lot, like, often enough to sort of make me believe that the profile is extremely famous. But it was a people cover story. It's called Miss Robert Regrets. Miss Robert's Regrets. And it has an iconic photo of like Julia hugging Kiefer, but like looking away. It's like the yeah. perfect actress photo where it's like, she you can tell they're disinterested. a great decision here, gotta say. Oh, yeah. She, she runaway bride it out of this bad situation. Mm-hmm. And it was three <laughs> days bride-ed. before their wedding. You know where they were getting it married? That story is filled with insane details. Where? One of where? which is that they were going to get married on the Warner Brothers lot. No, That's why? where the wedding was being set Why? Up, in a studio space, Wait, like I'm a soundstage. The wedding cake, a four-tier extravaganza that was to be trimmed in violets and more <laughs> yeah, seafoam green hideous. ribbings of icing went unbaked. But the staff at Dominic's restaurant where Kiefer's bachelor party had been hastily canceled feasted on the cake that had been ordered for dessert. It was an exact replica of a 15-pound roast turkey. A self-deprecating reference to one of Kiefer's recent movies? No. A consolation prize for the traditional Thanksgiving dinner that he had been unable to persuade Julia to serve at their wedding banquet. He wanted Julia Roberts to serve Thanksgiving dinner-themed food at 
their wedding. And she, and she said, said no. hell no. And so he said, well, I'm going to get a cake in the shape of a turkey. And then they didn't get married. It's like, it's so funny. I and then And then she can't. was like, no, the I'm sorry, The of the restaurant ate it. They ate it. Oh Every detail God. in this story is incredible. And then so she was like, you know what, Kiefer, I'm sorry. I'm like really in love with Jason Patrick. And so she flies to London <laughs> and then Dublin with who? Jason Patrick. And they like canoodle and everything's whatever. And then they interview all these Literally, people who are at the hotel. Who? It's so uh, funny. Who Jason is Patrick? Patrick, the, Jason Patrick the man is like Hollywood royalty. He's the son of actor playwright Jason Miller and the grandson of Jackie Gleason. <laughs> Yes. Where is he now? Where's Jason Patrick now? He's like he's not like a a, a personality in that way. He's like there are an actor, so many specific details in this. There are so many good details in this. It's we incredible. do not have so this today. This we're is insane. Tweet this. By the time this is live, just go to our Twitter and find the story, or or just search Miss Roberts Regrets, and it is a phenomenal people story. I was just like, I miss shit like this. Like it's such a good Wait, so it's celebrity like, thing. This is so good. Had Julia suddenly turned into a pretty fickle woman who was again ricocheting into romance or was she merely seeking solace in the arms of the sympathetic pal? Is Jason now the boyfriend or just a friend who was a boy? Oh my God, stop. The two have known each other for at least a year, but here's a clue. Jason, who had been a cal, a pal of Kiefer's during the making of 1987's Lost Boys had been invited to yeah. the wedding, but then according to a friend had been been uninvited as key by Kiefer as the date grew near. Yeah, and she was in the she was in the middle of filming Hook at this point. So they <laughs> reference they reference Tinkerbell a lot. They're like, well, she just put on her Tinkerbell costume and then like whatever. And then it's like they mentioned Tinkerbell a lot. And then there's this really good line where they say what she ate. Hold on, let me find it. And it's like she was spotted. Um, here we go. Two days after Kiefer had flown his 300 acre spread, flown to his 300 acre spread in Whitefish, Montana, to spruce things up for their planned honeymoon. So Kiefer is literally in Montana getting things ready for their honeymoon. Julia temporarily sprung from her duties in Hook. They mentioned Hook like five times. Headed for the Sheik Canyon Ranch Spa in Tucson with some friends. But who should turn up at the spa the same weekend? None other than Jason Patrick. There, on Sunday night, June 9th, after supper of chicken piccata and peanut butter yogurt, <laughs> Julia says an eyewitness <laughs> discreetly left the dining room with Patrick, who appeared to be comforting her. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. He got a tattoo of a heart with a... Oh, my Kiefer's friends. One of Kiefer's friends, like, shits on Julia by calling her Tinkerbell. And then he goes, Julia is very much Miss Tinkerbell romantic. One minute she's in love with this guy and the next the other. I mean, to be fair, she did did hop around a lot with a lot of A-listers. But she really avoided some... Like bad shit by not marrying. Like that's she was smart to not marry fucking Kiefer Sutherland. Incredibly smart to not marry Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) Um. Anyway, Julia Roberts. (laughs) I think. I mean, maybe we don't, but like Julia Roberts was such a good famous person in the nineties. We're like so lucky to have her. To this day, we're so lucky. We're still lucky to have her. Such a good famous person, and there really are like not precisely, but in terms of attitude. Like the comparisons to Jennifer Lawrence are so spot on. They have the same. They have the yeah. same attitude, and it's like it's a frantic, exciting, and magnetic energy that they both have. I wish Jennifer Lawrence was single longer. I'm like mad yes. that she's engaged because she yeah. would have given us so much more. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she didn't have like Julia Roberts was all over. Hollywood like she was dating so many people and it was fun and it was exciting and Jennifer Lawrence like kind of went into hiding probably because she's learning from Julia Roberts you know 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's crazy. But we got diverted, but it was good. I have to make this. I had, yeah, I had to put all that in there because it was um, good. I've never read that story either. Keith Sutherland was married twice to someone named Camilla Kath. Then he was married to someone named Kelly Wynn, and that failed. He's currently engaged to someone named Cindy Vela. And I kind of hope his third love is a charm. Lindsay, <laughs> tell me more about third love. Why is third love oh a charm? Oh my God, that was incredible. Thank you, thank you. Well, Kiefer's third love may not be a charm, but you know what is a charm? What? These bras. Did you know <laughs> that third love uses data points generated by millions of women who've tried their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast shape and size in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. They have more sizes than most other brands, and it's just convenient to buy this stuff online. Who wants to go to the store when you can just buy the perfect fitting bra online? That sounds great. So they have a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear their bra, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it and they'll wash it and donate it to a woman in need. And they'll give you a full refund and they're free and easy. They're hands down the most comfortable bras you'll own. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash who to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's Third Love, not Kiefer Sutherland's Third Love. That's (laughs) thirdlove.com slash who for 15% off today. So now that we're done with that ad, Lindsay, I'm going to play three calls back to back. Okay, you ready? Oh my God. You ready? Oh my God, oh my God. You ready? You ready? Here we go. One. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. So Channing Tatum, um, also known as boyfriend of Jesse J, posted an Instagram photo of himself naked in a shower because apparently he lost some sort of Jenga bet to Jesse J. The weird part to me is he called her Jessica Cornish in the post, which, like, I get not wanting to call your girlfriend by her stage name, but he said it twice, like her full legal name. That's kind of weird, right? Is she, like, rebranding or something? I don't know. Thanks. Who is Jessica Cornish? Jessica Cornish. Who or that? I Jessica love Cornish. It's that, so like, funny. There's a mixture of like people being I'm delighted. I don't know at... why I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that there are like um, Channing Tatum fans and people who know about Channing Tatum who are like who, literally who is Jessica Cornish? Yes, they are. Yes. yes. Like they don't know who Jessica Cornish is. And then you're like, oh, it's Jesse J. And they're like, I don't know who that is. Either. And then they're like, wait, that doesn't help. Yeah. Her name is Jesse J's real uh, government name <laughs> is Jessica Ellen Cornish, as Ellen. in Cornish, Cornish hen. And Ellen. she is British. So, Ellen. Okay. Is Jesse J rebranding to Jessica Cornish or is I... she debranding? <laughs> not even that funny oh my god i'm it just like funny. i'm having a fit real okay i first of all i think she i wouldn't be surprised if she were debranding but i also wouldn't be surprised if Channy tatum is just a weird kind of dopey robot who doesn't realize what he's doing no but the, i the think full... also he's being sweet like that is her name yeah, maybe like, that's I, like i don't call she's my girlfriend we're intimate like, i don't it's call close. her jesse it's, J. It's familiar... that's so weird yeah um, so you just call the her cap- Jess. <laughs> the caption is, "I love." What if he calls her Jessica Cornish? What if it's like an in joke and he actually calls I still her Jessica can, Cornish every time? I still feel like we're living in a fucking weird world. <laughs> like I cannot believe that they're dating. Like it is shocking to me. Like Donald Trump is president. I'm fully used to that fact. I see him in like right. in front of a presidential 
And you're like, all right, Simple. I and guess. I'm like, okay, I see Jesse J holding hands with Channing Tatum. And I'm like, where am I? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, is this yeah, world? Yeah. Listen to this caption. So the, the, the caller pointed out that he brings up the name twice, which is true. But when you read the full caption, it is utterly bizarre. So it's a photo of him like in sort of like, what do you call those? The He's he's not fully naked. He has like a like something he's on. He's pretty naked. But you can tell he has, what do you call like? He's in an outdoor a, shower or not whatever. A, not a, what do you call him? What? Um, what what guys wear, like what you wear. You're a guy. I no, don't know. But what you wear whenever you're shooting like a nude scene in a movie and it makes you look oh, naked Oh, like, like a really. flesh, like yeah, a flesh Yeah, he's wearing like a flesh colored thingy. Um, but the caption is, I lost a game of Jenga to Jessica Cornish. The loser, me. Which you already said, I lost. Like, there's so much redundancy here. The loser, me, had to post a picture the other person, Jessica Cornish, picked. SMH and FML. I'm never playing Jenga with her ever again. I think it's so sweet. But you know what? I put that Google search there. When you search Jessica Cornish, you get Jesse J's Wikipedia first and then that Instagram second. (laughs) So I did the same thing and I got that like a, a little further down the list. So... We have slightly different results, but it is on the first page. It's on the um, first page. The funniest thing, though, is when you click on Jesse J's Wikipedia, which I want to do, it says not to be confused with Jesse J with a Y, Jesse James J- Decker, or Juicy J. <laughs> Who's Jesse J with a Y? There's another Jesse J spelled J E S S Y J. Also, did you know that she named herself Jesse J for no reason? Like, there's no reason. No. Wait, There's no reason. How do you know that? Because it says, she in this piece where she was interviewed, it says, my sisters Hannah and Rachel were both there. It was a full-on family experience. And I was named Jessica Ellen Cornish. To be honest, there's no real reason for the J in my stage name. I always feel like I disappoint people when I say that. You do. Are you fucking hyperventilating? You are. I'm sorry. Why do you think this is so funny? No, I'm sorry. This go to not go as... to the other go to the other Jesse J's Wikipedia. It's just like perfect. The photo, everything about it is perfect. Who is she? She's okay, a jazz musician, and the photo is just her playing saxophone. Oh my god, Jesse Ariel Jessica Arellano, known by her name Jesse J. Oh no. Do you know what the what? J stands for in her name? What jazz? jazz. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm laughing, Lindsay. I'm sorry. It's so funny. Wait, what's wild is that Jesse J or Jesse J, Jessica, sorry, Jessica, Jessica Ellen Cornish. Cornish, she could have also said the J standard stood for jazz. It's the J really stands good. for jazz. <laughs> Does she know about Jesse J? I don't think most people know about Jesse J. I does Jesse J know about her? Oh, no, but Jesse, this Jesse J was first. This Jesse J went by Jesse J, like was was doing this before Jesse J. I think I'm trying to figure out this timeline. She's 36 years old, yeah, and Jesse J is she's Jesse J is like two, a couple years younger than we are. Jesse J is like 30, 31. Wow. God. Oh wow! I cannot believe that. Yeah. 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 The J stands for jazz. And in Jesse J's case, our Jesse J's case, the J stands for literally nothing. (laughs) Jessica (laughs) Ellen Cornish. 
we cannot call her Jesse J anymore. I feel like we've fully she's transcended Jesse Jesse J. She's Jessica Ellen Cornish. Jessica Ellen Cornish, my new favorite pop singer. Hi, Who Weekly. It's Daniela coming from New York. Is Hassan Minaj a Who or a Them? Crunch, crunch. Sergio, yummy pop. Bye. Who were them? One, two, three. Who? Them? Mm. Really? I don't know. Make a case. Um, He's pretty popular. People know who he is. Netflix stuff. Comedian. No, you're right. Do you know anyone who watches that show? No offense. To the show? To me? Yeah. Mm, no, you're right. No, I mean, I just... I never hear anyone I talk feel about like people, show. though, kind of do know who he is. I feel like people like him. <laughs> but I don't really think that he's... Themmy. I don't think he's Themmy yet. He's cuspy. No. Maybe he has name recognition. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, you're right. You're right. And the White House Correspondents Dinner was sort of a big thing for him, but also it was the White House Correspondents Dinner. And Michelle Wolf's a fucking who. And Michelle Wolf I, is definitely still a who. And her show is over. At least his show. I, yeah. I think he needs a little time. I think he's still a who. Okay. Hi. Long time, medium time. Is Henry Winkler a who or a them? And then is the Fonz a who or a them? Scargo yummy pup. Scrony little Fonz. One, two, three. Them. Them. It, them. And especially because of Barry being yeah. popular. So he's kind of and, back in the conversation. And even though comparatively, like even to, especially to other shit on Game of Thrones, you know, Barry's definitely a hooey television show. Henry Winkler's Emmy win was like a big it was like a cute big deal but also so the even if you had no idea what barry is is kind right, of an iconic like, the font figure. is iconic uh what's his name from arrested development is iconic yeah but the fonz is incredibly iconic and in in, in specifically in 2019 2018 him winning after all that time yeah. was a cute thing that i think reminded people of him i think he's he's at them there are many routes to henry winkler like for all different ages Hey guys. So obviously everyone's talking about the Met Gala and um, Ezra Miller's costume of all of those eyes and that mask. I actually had no idea who he was and had to Google him, but um, maybe I'm just really out of it. So is Ezra Miller a who or a them? Thanks. Bye. Ezra Miller. We've done this 100 times. Let's do it again. Let's see if anything's changed. One. Two, three. Who? Three. You know, I <laughs> literally remember when I was like, he's going to be a them in like six months. And then mm-hmm. like, I nope. was so wrong. I mean, we were both wrong. Even just like him kind of s- stealing the show with the Met Ball, like really having a, I keep saying Met Ball. It's, isn't it Gala? It's I the think. Met Gala. I think we said Met Ball the whole time and it's like Met Gala, whatever. Who cares? Um, Whatever. He, his, his look was incredible, but still people were not sure who he was, which mm-hmm. maybe was also because the outfit kind of disguised him a little bit. But people were still like, oh, that's Ezra Miller. I don't know who Ezra Miller is. And okay. the yeah. Harry Potter shit really has not done much for him. I think. No. Okay. No, he's still a who. Yeah. Is Rite Aid a who or them? Crunch, crunch. Sounds like Spina. I texted him, did you call and ask if Rite Aid was a who or a them? He was like, no, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but is it? One, two, three, them. Who? 
I honestly feel like the only them pharmacies are CVS and Walgreens (laughs) and everything else is a who. Rite Aid has been there forever. Is Rite Aid national? Yes. You sure? Wait, isn't it? Yes. I just feel like CVS or Walgreens are fucking who is it? Dwayne Reed? That's a who? It's also the largest drugstore chain on the East Coast and the third largest in the United States. Okay. After CVS and Walgreens. (laughs) Yeah, but still. Okay, I guess. I guess. Opened its first store in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Wow. Incredible. Cue and they the took over Eckerd. Okay. What's next? Hi, Who Weekly. Is Carrie Mulligan a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Oh, no. One, two, three. Them. Them. I feel like she's not doing much, but I th- I think that she she struck a nerve at some point early on in her career, and it hasn't gone away. We still know who she is. That I don't name, know. that face. I think that she's still a them. She could it's, slide who. into Hootum so quick, but I guess right mm-hmm. now I would say she's a them. She married the Mumford. She married the Mumford. She reminds us of Michelle Williams. We, you know, like when Michelle I'm Williams is... rooting for her. We're all rooting for her. We're rooting for Carrie Mulligan. We loved an education. It's good. It's, it's, uh, it is a perfect movie. Is Jenna Marbles a who or a them? French crunch. One, two, three, who? Who? Literally a friend of mine walked by her wax figure and made a joke about she didn't know who it was. And I was like, I think that's Jenna Marbles. And it was embarrassing. And I knew. But she didn't know it was Jenna Marbles as a wax figure. Why does she have a wax figure? That's what I'm saying. These wax figures, you can't trust them. No, Jenna Marbles is a who. Let's. YouTube who? She's YouTube. YouTube. No. OG YouTube YouTube who. who. Famous for that, that one makeup tutorial that was actually very funny that went viral. Like a hundred years ago. Hi, is Leona Lewis uh, who an international them or a British them but a U.S. who? Thanks. One, two, three. Them. British them. Who. British them. American who. She's just mm. such. I mean, the thing about the thing about Leona Lewis, it's one of those things where, on paper, she is a who. She is a who by every definition, but she's been a who for so long that she's kind of a them, you know? Like she's just been around when she's you're around. She's been around as sort of like the brunt of jokes. But British people also so definitely long. know who she is. Yeah. Remember her and sleep song? Her like iconic sleeps? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think, I think she's a them, but... Being a who is in her DNA. I don't know. I don't know. I, okay. It, okay. She'll never okay. not be. She'll never not be a who. But she's a them. Sure. Hey, who weekly? Are tiny houses who's or them's? Good form. One, Bye. two, three. Who? Them's. No. no, they're them's. No. They're trendy. No. Yeah, that makes them who's. Tiny houses are whose. They are a passing fad. Everyone who's getting a tiny house in like a year is going to be like, why the fuck did I sell my big good house and for this tiny ass house? You know it's okay. true. It's a who. It's, it's a, who. a trend. 
tiny all houses these shows whose? about all these people. I saw a tiny house episode where this poor old couple lived in Vermont and they were like, we just want to downsize. And they rented out their big, beautiful Vermont house that they'd had for a million years. They made the dad throw away all his beautiful garbage that he was in love with so they can move into literally a, a the size of my bed, like queen size bed house. <laughs> And it was so sad. Their kids were helping them. They were like, I was just like this. And they were going to and they rented out their beautiful house. And then the dad had to just sit in the backyard of his of his bed, his queen size bed house and watch the these people enjoy his beautiful house with it. And he just had to watch. Wait, they lived in the backyard. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Tiny houses are whose. And I hope that those people moved back into their house. God, capitalism, man. (laughs) Late stage capitalism. It ends with everyone in a tiny house. Late and then stage capitalism. Rent. We all lose our mind and we end up living in my queen size bed. We own queen size bed houses and then we rent out our other houses to rich people while I've they go on vacation. A nightmare. More depressed nightmare. than when I watch tiny houses when a family of four, including two little children, move their family into a tiny house. I hate it. <laughs> Sarah Chalk. Who or them? One, two. Three. Who? Who? Whatever. Who? Moving on. What? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Next call is. Hi, I'm calling for my friend Abby. Linda Cardellini. Who or them? One, two, three. Who? Them. I think she's uh, a them. No, she's not. Prove it. I think she's a them now. I think Freaks and Geeks was huge. She was just in Green Book, which won Best Picture. She's been on television for so long. No one knew she was in Green Book. Freaks and Geeks was 100 years ago. Keep going. <laughs> I, I think that, like, I think she's a, I think she's a TV fixture. She was great in Mad Men, but still a who. <laughs> she's a TV fixture. A you TV fixture. She's a TV fixture. She's a TV star. She is a TV star. I just imagine Linda Carlini coming to your house and holding up your TV. And you're like, she's a TV fixture. <laughs> She's just holding your TV for you as you watch it. She's, she's, whatever, she's man. Them. Are we going to disagree here? Yep. She's not wow. Brie Larsoning. Linda Cardellini, them. I'm sorry, Linda Cardellini. Who? I'm not Lin- changing Linda Cardellini, my, who? This is our new Josh Charles. I'm my, my, my. Linda Very Cardellini, similar. who? Put- if anyone's, if anyone's a Josh Charles, it's Linda Cardellini. Linda Carlini who? Linda Carlini them. You decide. Linda Car- I'm doing the Meryl Streep. Linda Carlini them. <laughs> Pointing. Yes. Linda Carlini them. No. Linda Cardellini who? Linda Cardellini them. Not a judgment. I like her, but I'm just saying Linda Cardellini. She's Linda Car- with the name Linda Cardellini. She's, she's the murderer in Legally Blonde. She's a them. Linda. Car- That's true. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're the murderer Keep in Legally going. Blonde, you're a them. If Keep you're a murderer going. in Legally Blonde, you're a them. I hope this could be done separately, but Dave and Buster's, who are them? Crunch, crunch. One, two, three. Them. Who? No. Dave and Buster's is huge. No. Are you kidding? No. Dave and Buster's is everywhere. Everyone knows that Dave and Buster's is it's the like brunt of Chuck so e. many Cheese jokes. It's like them, Dave and Buster's who? <laughs> Dave and Buster's is a completely different sort of establishment. It's kind of hooey, honestly. Dave and Buster's is a little more skewed Who's for Dave? Adults. Who's Buster? I don't know them. Who is mm. Chuck E. Cheese? Well, we all know who Chuck E. Oh, Cheese is. Oh, he's the bear. Charles E. Cheese. <laughs> Charles E. No, it's his. You know he's what, a rat. E, you know what E stands for? What? Entertainment. 
<laughs> That's like my middle name is Danger, but my middle name is yeah, Jazz. It stands for Jazz. Why didn't they name the royal baby Seven Entertainment, Harrison, Sussex, uh, Mont Blanc, or whatever that? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Uh, this is extremely funny. I someone told me this recently, and I can't remember who. And I hate mentioning things when I can't remember who told them to me. But um, when if you if you're the person who told me this, thank you so much. The Chuck E. Cheese Wikipedia contains his backstory, which I did not know until recently. Chuck's official backstory is that he is an orphaned mouse who does not know his own birthday. His orphanage was called St. Marinero's Orphanage. To make up for never... Wait, no, wait. This is the craziest part. This is the craziest part. Wait, St. Marinero? St. Marinero, like the sauce. Listen to this. Wait, listen. To make up for never having a birthday party of his own because he was a sad orphan mouse, Lindsay... That's why he hosts parties for children. What a fucking demented hell life that you set yourself up for. <laughs> After winning a Pong tournament, Chuck moved to New York and started working as a Chuck? singer at an Italian restaurant, no. where he also met and befriended a musically inclined chef named Pasquale. Eventually, he moved to California and created his own restaurant franchise, with Pasquale becoming his star Stop chef and saying later Pasquale. joining his band. It's, pa- it's like Pascal. <laughs> no, it has a Y on the end, Lindsay Pasquale. What's Pasquale? That's Chuck E. Jesus' best friend. They would move, <laughs> they would go on to find others who the band. Eventually recruiting story. a talented vocalist chicken named Helen Henny, a purple monster named Mr. Munch, parentheses, who absolutely loves pizza, and a country music-loving bloodhound named Jasper T. Can I just Jowls. say, I respect children, but no one needed this backstory and who asked for it. <laughs> on, on Business Insider, uh, it says, they're surprising... And horrifying backstory behind Charles Entertainment Cheese. And then the bullets at the top, it says, Chuck E. Cheese's full name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Bullet two. According to his official backstory, he's an orphan. Bullet three. He never had his own birthday, so he fills the void by hosting birthday parties fills for Fills the else. void. <laughs> Incredible. Charles Entertainment yeah, Cheese. Yeah. Does Dave or Buster have that backstory? I don't think so. Hold on. Um, no, it was just started by two, two friends. Fuck. <laughs> Dave and Buster. David... Corvo and James Corley and James went by Buster. Oh my God. Dave and Busters. Nothing will compare though. And this is now we're really getting over Dave and Busters. our life. Nothing Dave will and ever Busters compare them. to Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse. My favorite. Oh, that's incredible. Isn't Ruth's Chris like she, Ruth it's bought Ruth Chris's Steakhouse <laughs> and was like, you know, it's Chris Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. That's what Ruth- it was, right? And the fact that people in their normal day-to-day lives just put up with the fact that there's a place called Ruth Chris's, Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse is fucking insane. We should be burning that place to the ground. It is insane don't, that we let that happen. Don't, don't burn your show. Don't, don't burn. promote arson. No, we don't do arson here. But you know what I mean. It's shocking that we let Ruth's Chris's, Ruth's Chris's Ruth is like, I'm here and I'm renaming the steakhouse. And they're like, so Ruth's Steakhouse? She's like, no, Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse. Okay, I'm not doing the last two because who gives a shit? This is over. Thank you for listening to this demented episode of Who's There? We eventually got there. We eventually got there. It took a while. We it took we got there. Um, buy tickets to our Nashville show, which is June 1st, I believe. Buy t- oh, I'd say buy tickets to our DC show, but guess what? It's sold out. You can still buy tickets to our Boston show, selling out quickly. Gotta be great. Whoweekly.us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bi-weekly extra episodes and a weekly newsletter. And also buy merch on whoweekly.us because we have a lot of merch and people love it. Um, we will see you on 
Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them if you have questions, comments, concerns, or if you have something to say about Charles Entertainment Cheese. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. First time, long time. Um, I'm a big Red Bell fan. I love her home again. She's been great in everything. Um, and I just have to say that obviously the fans of Lake Bell are called bellhops. We're bellhops. Bellhops. That's what we are. Um, thank you so much for your time. Good form, Bella Thorne.